I knew St. Nicholas was not coming this year. Instead, it was a much darker, more ancient spirit. The shadow of St. Nicholas. It was Krampus. This is episode nine of Scare Zone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast, and we're doing this special, special episode. Usually, we only come out once every two weeks, but a lot of announcements have been happening, right, Chris? They sure have. It just all of a sudden kind of came out of nowhere. We had one announcement, we're like, okay, maybe we'll wait. Then another one. They're using the word leaked, but really, I just think we'll we'll get into it. I just think don't care. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and we want to get to that. We have some cool special guests, but obviously, first and foremost, we'll just get to what was the first announcement, which was Krampus, which we've all been talking about since before the first announcement. It was probably the first leak that came out that was Krampus was coming, and uh, it feels nice to finally be confirmed. Oh, it, it does for me. I've been telling people since November that Krampus was coming. <laughs> And it's such an interesting your concept. I think people didn't want to believe it or didn't believe it because, like you said, the film didn't notoriously do like super well at the box office. It wasn't known for being an incredible piece of filmmaking. So it is sort of an odd choice to make a Halloween Horror Nights maze or house. What do you say? Do you say maze or house? I think we've talked about this before. The, well, the rule is, I say this in the book, that typically in Orlando we say house and Hollywood they say maze. This year, though, I feel like that's changed. This year, I feel like I see a maze a lot. Maybe it's because there's so many together that they're not trying to confuse people. Probably, yeah. More. No, I like a, house. More of a dual message these days, especially where they share houses a lot. But yeah, no, I say house as well. Yeah, I say house. So let's say, okay, we got a Krampus house coming, which all takes place in a house. Now, spoilers for those who have not watched the film yet. I'm sure we're going to discuss the movie a little bit, and we definitely do with our guests. So if you want to go watch the film, I understand, but... I know we're going to be spoiling some of it, and not that really even matters with this movie uh, at all. But I just watched it over the weekend. I know, Chris, you watched it um, a number of months ago, but it's very logical to see how this movie could be a really great house, even if it's not necessarily the greatest movie. Well, no, to me, I, I think that this house will be the dead silence, like we had in 2007, a film that's made by Universal on a particularly, you know, not a massive budget um, a very niche kind of small little sort of tongue-in-cheek horror film that wasn't particularly very good. I mean, right. Krampus, you know, it's not going to win Oscars, let's be honest. But, you know, <laughs> but for some things like the visual effects and the cinematography and a lot of the set design things, you know, knocked it out of the park. Yes. But I feel that it will be the dead silence of, you know, 2016. You know, a film that's not so great, but the house, I think, is going to be excellent. Yeah, and I think they're making this with the assumption that a lot of people may not have seen the movie. Uh, you know, a lot of super fans now go and watch these films. But if it wasn't for this podcast, I can't guarantee you I would have gone and watched Krampus, uh, even knowing the house was coming, uh, because I'm familiar with the folklore. I mean, for goodness sake, my wife has like a Krampus uh, bust statue on her on her desk, which is bizarre. But I'll I'll, uh, I'll send that from Travis Louis, artist. He's like informal wear. Uh, so I mean, I'm very familiar with Krampus, just the character and all that. So she's interested in it for that. And I watched the movie, and you can totally see the parallels. I think it's going to be a blast of a house. The movie itself, not terribly, it's not certainly not a horror in the traditional sense. It's certainly a comedy uh, with horrific elements to it. But even the the horror side of it is not, um, it's not gory. There's very little blood in the movie. Uh, the people that do get killed, you kind of uh, don't really see it, or you kind of half see it. So it's not, 
Uh, it's not that that kind of film where you're going to go in thinking this house is going to be terrifying, but I think this house is going to, it definitely gives a lot for them to have fun with, whether it's killer gingerbread man or uh, a, a rabbit or not rabbit, a, a little bear thing that comes to life. A lot of, a lot of things they can create, a lot of puppets and, uh, and fun creatures to create. So I get it. I get that this could be uh, a fun house to go through. And I really actually enjoyed the film, not as a horror movie. I liked the first 45 minutes a lot. We were talking about this, Chris. I, towards the end, I, I got a little tired. But the first 45 minutes, I loved it as a Christmas movie. And it also, like you touched on, take away the script, the acting, which I think was all actually fine. Visually, the movie is awesome and beautiful in a weird way. So I think we're going to have have a lot of fun with it. It's funny how much the film reminded me of Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. We talked about that with the, with our guest. Uh, I I thought of it just like I watched it. I was like, until uh, all hell breaks loose, I was kind of like, this is um, this is that sort of traditional families arguing Christmas movie. It, it feels very sweet and funny. Yeah, it opens with a funny a funny sequence, but it quickly goes into just, you know, normal family and the wacky cousins that come by. And, uh, you know, it, it has very much those staples of a Christmas film, but it turns it on its head when all of a sudden horrible things start happening. Creatures start coming to life. And, uh, you know, by the end of it, a, a, a man where a creature with, who looks like he's cut the face off of a Santa Claus <laughs> appears, <laughs> which I think is probably what it is. And it's, it's bizarre. I, I encourage you guys, if you're going to go to this year to Halloween Horror Nights, which I assume you are, it's only like an hour and a half. I still, I still would recommend watching it, but understand, watch it for, for like you said, the art direction and the aesthetic of it more than you're watching it for just a terrific uh, horror film. Well, the, the thing is, you, you do need to watch it. I, I always say to people, you know, if you're going to go to Halloween Horror Nights, you need to do your homework. You need to watch these films. Yeah. Now, a lot of people may not have seen uh, Halloween 2. A lot of people I know haven't seen The Exorcist, but you do need to sit through these films. You need to see them. You need to see what you're going to be up against when you get there. And Krampus, for me, when I, you know, I watched it because of Halloween Horror Nights. And, you know, I, like you, I wouldn't have seen it otherwise, probably. But going into it, to me, it just felt like the perfect Halloween Horror Nights house from the setup with the house, with the delivery driver. You know, I can just see that van outside the house with the snow, you know, going in through the kitchen, the smells, you know, the tinsel, the tree, you know, very much like um, Home for the Holidays, the um, uh, psychoscopy house that we had. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, this definitely isn't the first Christmas themed. No, they, they've done a few over the years, but it, it, you know, everything about the film to me just shouted out Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it's like they had a. I, I like this one because it is, like I said, it's like an, an IP, and I think that um, Mike said he's even working with the director and writer some, but an IP they probably can have more fun with because maybe we're not as familiar with it, but you will be able to. Uh, you're right. There, there are things that are going to, that are never going to feel complete unless you've seen the film because you're going to, Oh, that's this great moment. And here's why it's better than what you just take in in the three minutes that it takes to walk through it. So yeah, I encourage people definitely go watch the films. I've watched all the ones that have been announced. Now, if a certain television show gets announced, I don't know how I'm going to do that because I don't know how I'm going to have the time. Um, and we assume that will happen sooner than later. Well, I had a bit of a tip off that if a TV show that we think it might be may get <laughs> announced, it might be, a more um like a specific episode might be a bit more of a carnival atmosphere shall we say okay so a specific part of that i actually know of that part of it yeah. from that i just from advertising and things Possibly. so all right we won't go into that too much uh because we we, you know, we hate to play the spoiler and and look we've known about krampus we've all been talking about it beginning now the second house and look we're gonna have some awesome guests and 
We will uh, talk, talk to you about it later, but trust me, you're going to want to hear it. If you have any idea, any interest in Krampus, stay tuned to the end of the episode. we got some awesome guests coming up, but we did want to hit these news first and get our kind of commentary back and forth here. But Chris, uh, one that we've been talking about one-on-one personally a lot is this, what was Cobweb was the code name of this house. And it kind of, it didn't kind of leak. Uh, it leaked, but in a way that had to have been approved some by someone at Universal. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of us all got in the mail this week, uh, our annual pass flyers that said, you know, here's a specific night you can go for annual pass. And you get express pass, I believe, for, for three houses. And it was Chainsaw, I believe, um, was it Exorcist? No, what was the other? I, I can't remember. So Exorcist, Chainsaw, I think. But then the third one, one that had not been announced is, what? what's the actual name of this thing? The Tomb of the Ancients. Tomb of the Ancients. And that was what was, we can confirm at least, what was Cobweb. And pretty much from what we've been able to tell, it's going to be a Egyptian-themed type house, a mummy-type house, but not the mummy. Uh, so you know, I think, Chris, when you and I were talking about it, before we knew what the house was going to be titled, it was like, well, you kind of reached me and said, hey, I think it's the mummy. I'm like, but he said it's it's an original house. But it kind of seems like that's a... Uh, it seems like that may be a little bit mixed up. It does because, as we know, as we as we know from from IMDb and others, that the, the Mummy is going to be a big Universal picture coming out next year, right? Which is going to be this so, big reboot. So maybe they just said, "Hey, we can't call it the Mummy this year. We'll do it. We'll do it next year." And, and we're talking about the Mummy, not the Brendan Fraser Mummy, but the uh, like the Boris Karloff, I think Mummy, uh, the original Mummy from the Black and White Mummy. Mm. And you know, I think that's what the reboot is going to be. But this one, I mean. Has this theme, I feel like I've been through, I mean, there definitely was a mummy house the first year I ever went. Has this theme been something that we've seen before a lot, the Egyptian, the tomb, that type of thing? I, I've heard some chatter of this feeling a little repetitive. Well, the the, the, um, the Hades house they did a few years ago, um, oh, yeah. that broke the, the bank in terms of the number of awards that it won in the haunt industry. It, it absolutely, every award that was going for, you know, temporary ha- Halloween attractions, it, it won every single one. Um, so uh, maybe they think, well, we had so much success, you know, from an artistic point of view with the Hades house, perhaps we're going down, you know, an Egyptian route this time, you know, going back yeah. even more ancient. Uh, and they might be just taking a whole new spin on the whole mummy idea. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure it's great. Look, there's only a couple. Well, we got two or three originals at what it looks like this year. Uh, three, right? Three original houses. Yeah. Um, and one of them is sort of a reboot house, uh, as they've said. But you know, we've had you know three original houses. I think they will go all out on those because. Those seem to be the ones they have the most fun with, and it seems to be the ones they know that the fanboys are going to probably scrutinize the most. <laughs> and uh, I, I look forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be fun um, and a bit, diff- bit different flair. But uh, any idea where those houses are going to be? Have they? Have they? No, they said that. Um, they said Krampus is going to be at the Shrek Theater, right? Uh, yes, they have done. Yeah, Krampus yeah. is in Shrek. Uh, Exorcist, uh, the TV show that shall not be named. Uh, the other TV show, Walking Dead, and the Requill House, supposedly are all in the sound stages. Okay, uh, right there. Chance's House, we're not so sure on. It might be this new thing that they're building next to Men in Black. Um, and then Halloween, Cobweb, and uh, Texas Chainsaw are all in the sprung tents. Yeah. Oh, one of Is those, you- sorry, must be the uh, parade building as well. Sorry. The parade building. Yeah. But so those are the two big announcements. We have, obviously... Krampus finally here. You can find it on your Amazons and all that. You will have to probably pay a couple bucks uh, to watch Krampus. But then the other one is this Egyptian themed one, which 
We don't know a whole lot about. Honestly, they haven't even denounced anything about it so much so that I kind of have reached out for a comment. I haven't heard back yet from Universal to have someone kind of maybe maybe intro it a little bit because I do think you're going to see this. People were talking about it's leaked, it's leaked. Someone, someone's getting fired. I truly think, I mean, really the big announcements come for the IPs. And I think the other ones that are, we're going to probably just see a rollout. Well, they do. Yeah. I mean, in recent times, they've been doing it slightly early. I mean, last year, yeah. for example, we did have a big reveal at the end of August. Right. Typically, it's early September. So fingers crossed this year, we might be getting another early reveal. Yeah. So hopefully that comes. And I'm sure like now that they know within at least the fan community, which doesn't, again, really affect anything with their marketing. Uh, they know what this house is that we're feeling we're going to hear sooner or later the official word about this mummy-ish temple uh, house <laughs> and i think you'll, you'll get that and hopefully we'll have someone on to talk about it and talk about the originals because i know you guys are interested in the originals even more so than the ip houses and unfortunately that's probably not the case for anyone but us talking we hopefully we'll get some guests on that can talk to those originals but for now we've got some cool guests coming up talking about Krampus. And we wanted to make sure, you know, each episode pretty much we've had a guest on who has been part of Halloween Horror Nights or part of a film. And Chris was able to reach out and contact some really cool people with Krampus, not your usual guest that you would expect. Who do we got coming up at least uh, on the show today? Uh, we've got the production designer uh, of the actual Krampus movie, uh, Jules Cook. Um, we sat down with him a while ago and we discussed uh, his role in basically taking uh, you know, middle America in the middle of a blizzard and manufacturing the whole thing in a soundstage on the hottest day of the summer in New Zealand. Yeah, and, and that's our first interview, guys. Uh, this is Jules Cook. Again, he's a production designer, art director, you name it. And what I want to say before you go to this, you may go, okay, well, I don't really care about the movie. Number one, he knows about Halloween Horror Nights, knows it's happening, so that's cool. Uh, but this guy, so we're talking to him about Krampus, but he worked on all three Matrix films, all three Lord of the Rings films, the Narnia films, uh, so much stuff. Chappie, if you go look at his website and we talk about the things, jewelscook.com, you'll kind of be like, guys, could we have not, you know, jumped into something else? And also, he, he, he is now currently working when we're talking to him and I'm going to preface the connection is rough. Uh, and the connection is rough because he's on Skype, which sounds great, in in Africa right now? Is that what he said? He was in South Africa somewhere, yeah. In South Africa, looking over the ocean, South Africa, because they're there making um, the mummy right now, the new mummy. We talked about that, the universal mummy. So this guy's going to have some deep, you know, deep, deep connection to universal and universal lore upcoming. So it's very cool to, to sit down and talk with him. The, the funny thing with Jules Cook, uh, talking to him about Krampus, bearing in mind all the other films that he's done, it's a yeah. bit like getting Alfred Hitchcock on and just talking about family plot. Exactly. That's kind of how I felt like the whole time. Like I make movies. I just want to be like, so let's talk about you know something else. <laughs> like, like, I mean, look, Krampus is fun. Look, he, he really wanted to talk about Krampus because I think it probably isn't a topic of conversation that much for him because people just want to talk about the Lord of the Rings and the Matrix. Or, mm. uh, you know, for me, the Narnia films, I love the, those first two Narnia films. It was one of those moments where like I'm biting my tongue to be like, I know we talked about it. But well, guys, hope you take a listen to it. Enjoy it. Again, we do touch on Halloween Horror Nights. This isn't just an interview with a guy who worked on the movie. He's aware of it. And it's really fun. So take a listen and uh, forgive the quality. Here's our conversation with Jules Cook. We are sitting down today to speak to Mr. Jules Cook. Jules, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Yeah, and Jules is coming to us. Jules, you're are you in? Uh, where are you right now? Because you're from New Zealand, but where are you currently? I'm, uh, I'm sitting on the Atlantic coast 
it's in Namibia or Africa at the moment. Okay. See, guys, this show has been all over the world already with all the people we've been talking to. Uh, but the fact that, you know, maybe someone in Africa, someone in, in England, and someone here in, in the States, uh, all sitting down to talk a little horror is pretty fun. And uh, the reason, Jules, you brought on here today is you had something, a little something to do with the film Krampus, something we're we're talking about today. But just to give you a little, guys a little bit of background, uh, Jules has been uh, part of the art department, art director, production designer for so many films that we've all seen, uh, whether it's the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Matrix films, or you know the Narnia movies, which are personal favorites of mine. You know, really great stuff. But what happened and how did you get involved with Krampus? Uh, initially, it was um, one of the producers that I worked with on Chappie uh, introduced me to um, the the producers who were making the film, and I had a very quick, or actually quite a long conversation with Michael, and uh, which went very well, and uh, talked about all the movies that uh, he loved, like you know, Gremlins and all of the, and a lot of a lot of the stuff that I had read in the scripts seemed to feel you know have that real great eighties sense of of the horror movie where it was fun and scary moments and good for kids and all the stuff that I enjoyed watching horror movies as a as a, as a youngster. And that was kind of what drew me to the project, to be honest, was, uh, you know, just that, that, that kind of the sensibility that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a scary horror, but it's still got a huge amount of fun to it. Yeah, it is fun. I just watched it over the weekend, and you're right. It does have that sort of 80s flair to it, something I like. Like, I mean, I, you typically watch um, horror films now. It's very gory and uh, intense and disturbing, and it's the exact opposite for Krampus. I don't even think there was a moment watching it where I'm like, I'm grossed out. Like it just even even sort of the killing moments were very. I don't want to use the word fun, but they were done in a very lighthearted way, and I liked <laughs> that. Uh, what what did you do for the film? So people that don't maybe understand what a a art director or a production what does that person do? What did, what did you do for the film? I was the production designer on the film, so I took the script, went through. Michael's kind of concept and his initial idea. Michael had already done quite a few concept drawings, and he had a he he did have a real idea for the film as a whole. And then what I did is take that and work out how to create basically middle of America in the middle of winter in a studio in Wellington, New Zealand. But, uh, and then uh, I mean, we, I think ultimately we we knew we had to do one set. We were trying to work out just how we were going to achieve the whole thing and. Uh, the only set we ended up shooting, a uh, location, sorry, we ended up shooting was uh, the start of the film, which is in a kind of Costco-esque environment right. where the uh, the kind of Black Friday Christmas shopping mayhem ensues. I was going to say, um, so it was all it was all completely shot uh, in New Zealand. Um, what were some of the challenges of um, recreating, you know, small town America all the way over in New Zealand? Well, initially. Because the concept was obviously small town America, and we were shooting it in the middle of summer, we don't have a lot of snow at that time of year. Funnily enough, that was one of the bigger challenges. So all, all of the snow and all of the environment that we had to do had to be created from scratch. So the particular, I mean, the house itself was a was a set. It had to have a lot happen to it over the over the time period. But the main the the one of the trickiest parts was probably the streets where we had to come up with some way of filming several blizzard strewn streets with people walking through deep snow within the studio environment without 
actually creating any snow and uh, only having a very small space to work with. And I think, uh, and also making it feel as real enough in camera that we could save enough money on a VFX budget to uh, make the movie a reality. Yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, the 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 effort put into like the physical special effects in the film, uh, all of those, I mean, are extremely well done. I mean, that does give it a real strong 80s kind of flair as opposed to just using CGI. Was was there a lot of challenges with creating uh, and using all of the puppets and all of the, the other different physical effects? Um, probably less so than I thought, to be honest. There was a lot uh, I was assuming we're going to have to create a lot of kind of Muppet platforms and various elements for puppeteers to utilise, but that didn't actually eventuate as much as we thought. But the main uh, the main thing was the containment. We had a you know a big a reasonably sized studio, but it was never going to be big enough. So we had to do a lot of we digitally put a lot of houses and, and scaled down to give the the space that we required to uh, to shoot these blizzard streets in. And uh, and that was probably the most challenging part in regards to being able to then take that and make it another street and then another street still have people walk through it and uh, it was uh, there was a lot of thought process you know a lot of design ideas that were thrown around before that became a reality have you uh, been approached at all by universal to help with the upcoming halloween horror nights for the krampus film no i'm well i'm currently working on the mummy for universal Wow, which we can't wait. Uh, I know there's probably nothing you can say about that, but as us universal monster nerds like myself, uh, I am pumped. <laughs> yeah, we all are. But um, so, no, I, and uh, I only actually found out that uh, they're also doing a, uh, the, I think they're building the Krampus house as a, as a ride in Orlando and right. somewhere else as well. Right. right. That's uh, as, a, as, a, as one. That's one of the focuses we talk about here is that event they do in Orlando, Halloween Horror Nights. Looking at it from knowing that you, your fingerprints are all over this movie, uh, what do you hope? The fact that there are there is going to be a big audience now, including a lot of people, or pretty much everyone that listens to this podcast, that's going to be walking through and experiencing Krampus. Are there any moments that you hope uh, people get to see? Any favorites? Ooh, favorite moments. Um, I do. I do love uh, the the when the clown in the attic first first yeah. comes out when, <laughs> when you first see the clown. I think that's probably my favorite and my kids' favorite as well. And uh, uh, but all all the way through, actually, there's lots of little nice kind of homages to other films and all those sort of bits and pieces that you can. Uh, some of them are very subtle as well, so. I do. I mean, I hope people kind of pick up on them as they as they watch the film over and over. What was your favourite references that were you sort of hid throughout the film? Um, Reference-wise, we did a lot of stuff in regards to the uh, blizzard that hit both in Rome and New York, and that was a real. Uh, um, I mean, that's the, that was the look we were going for. This completely frozen landscape, right? But in regards to film references, there was a lot of um, there was a certain amount of um, uh, Home Alone was in there. I mean, it was there was so many film references thrown around. It was uh, it was endless. <laughs> yeah, I do love that about the movie. Is the first forty five or thirty minutes of the film? It is just like a Christmas comedy that's you know sweet, and then it just turns out of nowhere. 
somewhere and they're like they go up to you know you, 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 you honestly know it's coming yeah you know it's coming because you know what you got yourself into before you watch it but i was watching it i told chris i was, I was texting him while i was watching him like this first 30 minutes i just love it as a christmas movie and you know it just <laughs> it just works in such a fun way and then it just turns so drastically into the point of of, of insanity that's great you being that you said that your kids enjoy this film what you know, what part of that, when you look at your, your credits and what you've worked on, it's a lot of stuff that is easy probably for your kids to watch, whether that's, uh, or, or for any of our kids to watch, whether that is, you know, Narnia or The Lord of the Rings. Was there any bit, even, yeah. even The Matrix, not, it wasn't necessarily one you consider those horror films. Uh, was there any trepidation or anything that you felt going into, like, making this film? Or did you know, like, all right, we're going at it with almost a fun heart and spirit? Look, I did. I have to say, honestly, I had a lot of trepidation about being able to pull off snowy Middle America in the in the middle of summer in, in Wellington. That was. Uh, <laughs> Why did they decide to shoot it in Wellington? Just budget stuff? Do you even know? Is there? Is- I think a lot. A lot. I mean, part partly. I mean, Weta was there, and they did. A, they had a lot of input in regards to the puppets and some of the elements within the film, and Krampus in particular, obviously. Yeah. Uh, that was one draw card. The fact that the studios were available was another, and I think Michael had had a. Whether it's conversations, but also, I mean, there is a you know a, a, quite a love affair with within Peter Jackson, sure, for that uh, kind of film. So I'm mean, I'm sure that had a had a an influence in some way. The early stuff, <laughs> and yeah, for sure, the early stuff, and um, yeah, and and ultimately it uh, it ended up being a great place to shoot it. We uh, we managed to pull off stuff that you possibly couldn't have done in America, even just because of the logistics of, of shooting in various places. And it, um, I think to, to actually shoot that film in the snow would have been an absolute nightmare and probably would have taken a, a lot more money, but also a lot more time. So it, uh, in some ways it was a good decision. It just initially on the outset, it was uh, a little bit scary. <laughs> That's very interesting. You know, you talk about now you're working on the mummy. I know you probably can't tell us anything about the mummy, but what is your role within that film? Because I know uh, our audience, because because we're we're Universal buffs in general, so that is going to be the rebirth. Well, you know, everyone's talking about the rebirth of the Universal monster universe and how that's going to run. Where can we, when that film doesn't definitely come out, where since you're now a friend of the show, uh, where can we see your uh, like? Is it where can we see your fingerprints on what you're doing with that? Oh, I'm looking after some stuff we're doing in Namibia. Uh, that's probably about all I can say, to be honest. But um, <laughs> other than, <laughs> but um, I'll just read off the cast list to uh, us. Uh, <laughs> it, exactly, yeah, yeah. Other, other than the cast list, I can't really right. read off much else. But it's going to be good. Uh, I look forward to it. I'm, I'm thrilled. That's uh, that is generally my uh my, how i got into even talking about this and how i even got into horror was those universal monsters so it's a it's an exciting yeah. time uh to be it sort is. of a fan of that kind of film and i feel like though krampus is such a different you know creature if you want to say you know there is that level of fun that comes to those universal movies that i'm excited to hopefully uh, experience again but yeah. chris you got you got something to wrap us up I have, yeah. I just want to ask, Jules, I mean, looking at your CV on IMDb, I mean, you've worked on so many fantastic films. I want to ask you now, mm-hmm. which of those has been your favourite to work on? Ooh, which director do you want God, to hire look, you back next? Uh, what <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look, my, without a doubt, I think the, the, the one that I am most proud of and the one I most enjoyed was The Matrix. To, to, to 
to be on that film and then see it uh, through to fruition and then see it in the film in the in the cinema was you know no one really knew what they had and it was uh, it was such a fantastic thing to be part of. But uh, they've all been good to be honest. Lord of the Rings was great. They're all good. Yeah, I, I can see that. You've worked on so many legendary films. I like that we're talking to you about Krampus because it is sort of the offshoot of your career when you look at like everything you've worked on. But it is fun. Uh, you know, The Matrix came out. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. Yeah. I mean, Yo- Yogi Bear was another, oh, another yeah. Uh, yeah. My kid loves that. Another little element that my kids enjoyed. Yeah. And The Matrix, I was like 15 or so, I think, or 16 when The Matrix came out. It just it, it changed everything for for little 16-year-old kid going to the movie theater and being having his mind blown. Uh, so I'm excited to, to, to hear like about it. like Star Wars for me. It is, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, I, I, am a, I have to say, Star Wars, I'm sorry, is, I, is a little bit above me for The Matrix. But I love The Matrix, and I love those films, and I think they're excellent. And, uh, man, it's just been a, a thrill to talk to you. And I, what I look forward to now is... Hopefully we can you know keep this conversation going. We can have you on later when the mummy comes out, but also have you on uh, to tell you and give you a little update of what that Krampus theme park attraction is going to look like. Because I don't think yeah. any of us thought that was. I mean, we we had heard rumors it was coming, but but last year when the movie came out, I don't think the first thing we popped in our mind was that's going to be an a, an amusement park attraction people are going to experience. But I look forward to hearing your thoughts on that since you were so highly involved. Uh, in the film, yeah, no, I'd love to love to uh, be updated as to what's happening with that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy concept. It's going to be good. It is. And earlier or later in the show, depending on where this gets edited, we actually had uh, maybe your friend. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, your relationship. Then we had the guy though that was in Krampus in the costume or in the puppet uh, design. Oh yes. Was there was there any part of that that you were involved in, and what was that like? Because I'm sure we'll have what it was like to be in it. But what was it like to be a part of sort of imagining what that character was? Well, it was knowing that a it was going to have a human in it. We spent a lot of time just working out the logistics from a set point of view, particularly with fireplaces, as to how Krampus would come in and out of a place, and mm-hmm. you know the damage he would do. And uh, so there was a quite a bit of interaction with uh, with the Krampus costume in regards to you know making sure that the fireplace was big enough for him to physically you know extract himself from it and not get stuck and look kind of lame. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's a good way to put it. Well, Jules, people can follow you. I know that you have uh, your website kind of gives you all the information of what you've worked on and what you are doing. I believe that's sure. just is that just JulesCook.com? That's right. Yeah, and you can find them. I mean, guys, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys are fans of Chappie and some of these movies we didn't even really get to touch on. Uh, and it's awesome just to go to his website and see what he's he's worked on. So we, we follow Jules. He, like I said, we're, we're thrilled to have you on. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and talking about uh, our favorite Christmas demon. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for talking. All right, we are joined today by Scott Garland. Scott, welcome back. I know you're uh, on the road right now, so how's everything going? Good, man. Just... Uh flying out of the greatest airport in the world, Orlando, Florida, actually. Just uh, starting to start this trip. Very nice. I know you're going to be over there uh, doing some good things. I'm not sure how much you can talk about, but I did want to catch up with you about your thoughts on the latest announcements with a couple different houses, but first with Krampus. I know you have seen the movie. What are your thoughts? I think it's the one I'm most excited about so far. I was hoping for it, but I didn't, wasn't sure it was going to happen. I think uh, I think it has huge potential with the, uh, the, the Christmas, Halloween uh uh, combination. I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of both holidays, so it's, I think it's going to be really, really cool. Something different. Yeah, I just watched the movie over the weekend, and you know, I had some fun watching it. I thought it was it was interesting to say the least, but the the design work on it is awesome, and I think they're going to be able to really adapt that. Did you have you seen the film? 
I have, yeah, yeah. And like, I think I said before, like, I thought the movie was okay, but uh, I think that uh, the uh, house is going to be awesome. Also, one of the things that happened was announcement, kind of a, a soft announcement of what that cobweb house is going to be, which is, I have to pull up the official titles. Chris gets mad at me because I keep forgetting. But it's essentially going to be like a mummy. Um, I'll wait for that announcement to stop. <laughs> it was, uh, it's going to be like a mummy, um, you know, Egyptian kind of house. Uh, how do you feel about that? I bet that that's the same thing, man. I think that sounds really cool too. Um, yeah. uh, I haven't heard too much about it yet. I haven't read too much. Been crazy the last few days, but uh, um, you know, from what I did see, and just just the theme, theming itself, I think it, it also has a lot of potential to be to be really cool. I'm, man, I'm, I'm really getting excited about uh, this year. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be super cool. Yeah, one of my friends that's not really a horror fan was kind of bummed at the original lineup, which of course I'm excited about. But then. Krampus in this cobweb house now um, again uh, we said it a million times during the show so you can go back and hear it whatever it is uh, those are the two he's most excited about so I think you're kind of we kind of feel the same way there's going to be a fun house and something very unique and it's always fun and I don't know and I think really when you talk about your kid being attached to Jack and obviously enjoying that side that you know now having Chance and now having Krampus the humor is always fun at Halloween Horror Nights and I'm glad we're not losing that this year yeah right right it's, uh, how many days are we down to now? I know he was, he's been counting right along. I know we're like under 50 now or something. It's going to be a blast. Well, Scott, I don't want to keep you too much longer, and we just wanted to make sure we got your opinion across. Uh, anything you want to plug or anything while you're, while you're on here, or are you just you're a busy guy? No, it's been super, cool, super, super busy here the last, last week. Like, like you said, I'm just heading to, the, uh, heading to the Middle East now for about 10 days, and then I uh, come back, and I'm back to work with uh, WWE and NXT. That's been, that's been really busy. Um, hopefully we'll get down your way soon in Nashville. Um, oh, nice. Hook up again, man. But uh, no, that's that's it. Um, all good in my world, man. Can't wait to see you there and see you next year. And then obviously we'll see you down in, in Orlando hopefully soon. But, uh, you know, while you're over in the Middle East, maybe you can scope out, you know, how it's going to feel in that sort of the, in that cobweb house. You can kind of get the, get the <laughs> yeah, immersion. <laughs> well, I just looked at the weather and it's supposed to be 120 degrees when I get there, so... Maybe it'll probably be similar, so be good. <laughs> All right, Scott, thank you so much, and I will catch up with you and get back. Take some cool pictures. Absolutely. Thanks, Logan. Yeah, Chris set up this interview with this guy from Krampus. I'm like, okay, cool. Krampus is cool, kind of low budgety, uh, awesome physical effects film. But then we saw those other lists. I was uh, that's why I made it sound a bit speechless because um, <laughs> this is this is someone who I hope to have on again, especially to talk to Mummy because I think that's something that's going to be kind of cool. Is with that reboot of the Universal Monsters, uh, I'm sure we'll see it influence Halloween Horror Nights if it's a success, which I think it will be. Um, but it also gives us a little bit of Universal. Uh, horror that is so tied in with Halloween Horror Nights lore that we're going to be able to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I I got off the uh, call with Jules uh, a while ago, and he was uh, you know really uh, grateful to to do the interview. You know, he, he loves talking about all of his films because they're all you know if you look at his CV, they're all completely unique. Right. Um, but the funny thing He's is that I find. Guy, yeah. Well, this is it. The, the funny thing I find that speaking to all these different people that we have done, particularly the ones that are not directly associated with Halloween Horror Nights, like Jules. They all now are so intrigued, they want to go to Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> <laughs> we did have one more guest on the show, and that uh, guy, who we had the guy who kind of created Krampus, but then now we're having the guy that is Krampus, again, <laughs> thanks to thanks to Chris. Yeah, we're, we are uh, li- literally sitting down next and speaking to the actual Krampus, Mr. Luke Hawker. 
Another man in New Zealand. Now we're talking to New Zealand. So the other guy was from New Zealand, but now we're talking to New Zealand. So covering another continent and another horrible time zone to try to figure out how to connect with. In the words of Doctor Who, it's all a bit timey-wimey at the moment. Yes, yes. Let's go ahead and hear So this guy was the guy in the suit and was the puppet master in some ways of this creature that finally gets revealed a little little late in the film. You know, that's not just that. And it's, I'm curious how they're going to accomplish it. Um is it going to be puppets like we saw for, uh, you know, any of the ones that were very puppet driven, like a werewolf or something like that, American Werewolf, or is it going to be something where it's uh, a man in a costume? And I think it could go either way. I th- I think it could possibly go both ways. I- I'm not 100 percent sure. I mean, listening to Jules just a moment ago, I mean, he had the issue of creating the Krampus and then having open fires nearby. I mean, obviously right. we won't have that issue at Halloween Horror Nights, <laughs> but in terms of the scares, I would assume that we probably have a mixture of the two. Here's our interview with Luke Hawker joining us from New Zealand. Uh, we're sitting down today um, with uh, an actor, special effects coordinator, designer, stuntman, writer, editor, and also <laughs> the, the, the main man himself, Krampus, it is Mr. Luke Hawker. Luke, that was a pretty impressive intro, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. You make guys make me sound pretty awesome. I don't think I'm that awesome, but thank you. Well, very nice. And you're coming to us from New Zealand, correct? Is that where you are right now? Yes, I'm actually in New Zealand, and I'm talking to you from within the Weta Workshop walls. I'm um, oh. currently in a little a little corner, uh, head out, and I've told everyone on the radio, don't talk to me. I'm doing an interview, but I'm sure someone will try and interrupt us oh, at some point. That's the fun. It makes it feel real. It's nice. Uh, <laughs> that's great to hear. Now, we have been talking Krampus because, as you may know, um, Halloween Horror Nights, which is Universal's big Halloween event each year they do in Orlando, Florida, announced that Krampus is becoming a haunted house. And a lot of us have gone back and watched this film. Now, for people who don't know, we've said you were Krampus. You know, you're credited as Krampus, and some people may know your work from from Avatar or from uh, just like like uh, Lord of the Rings or any of these other films you've worked on. And trust me, there are plenty that we could go on and on about King Kong. But what was your when we say you were Krampus? What did that mean? <laughs> um, well, what what being Krampus meant was um, to basically adorn uh, a large um, a duvet like probably the heaviest duvet you could imagine, <laughs> uh, layered with bells and chains uh, and uh, put on some stilt legs, uh, walk around with finger extensions and be the, yes, be the beast you see in the film, be the, the big main man, seven-foot-tall uh, demon. That was um, my, my job on Krampus, Krampus um, while shooting. How, how long did it take you to get completely suited and booted into that costume? Um. It, well, it, it, it's the same with any film job um, and any suit work is that the first time you get dressed, uh, and as usually you, you'll do fittings as the, the film's being, you know, in pre-production or getting close to your shoot date, uh, and it kind of starts out being, you know, sort of half an hour here, 40 minutes there. Um, but once we did the first uh, full dress with all the adornments and all the, the different creature comforts and video stuff, it was about, uh, about 45 minutes to an hour to get fully dressed. Um, and then as the shoot progressed, we got it down quicker and quicker to the point where it was pretty much a, you know, half an hour turnaround, or if we needed to, um, change, um, our stunt harnesses, it could get down to about 25 minutes if the, uh, if the pressure was really on. And now watching the movie, obviously Krampus plays, he's, he's the lead in some ways of this film. He's the guy that comes in and, and ruins everything, but you see only Krampus kind of in glimpses until that sort of big reveal 
towards the end of the film. Were you in it the, the whole time? Every everywhere you see Krampus um, is me, except for two two places. Uh, the first one is um, where uh, Krampus's legs drop down with the Jack in the Box right. um, going around. That's that's actually um, Emerson, who was the um, the onset coordinator for Wetter's um, uh, work on Krampus, and so that was him in a in a, a harness with his hands doing the hooves. <laughs> Um, and the other the other time <clears throat> is obviously the digital stuff where I'm jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Right. Um, everywhere else is um, is me uh, in the Krampus costume, or at some points, especially where um, Omi, uh, where we're coming out of the fireplace and walking towards Omi, there's actually another lady uh, inside the costume with me. Um, her name is Kate Venables, who's also worked on um, The Hobbit um, and just recently um, on Ghost in the Shell. Uh, and she was my right hand woman to be um, to be uh, uh, to coin a phrase. Um, she was actually the other hand because one of my hands is controlling the head, uh, and the other hand um, was controlled by Kate when there needed to be two hands um, being moved or another lady Tans. Uh, so it was me with whenever it was in there. But sometimes it got very um, very cozy. Me and Kate are uh, very old friends. Um, but coming out of the fireplace was probably uh, one of the scariest moments for us. Um, smoke, ash. Uh, under a very heavy duvet, uh, and then squeezing out of that fireplace together. But um, but yeah, so it, it is it is me um, for for you know ninety five percent of Krampus. But. Right? Is this is it? What, is this what you do for a living? I know you you we just listed the the laundry list of things you do, which is amazing. But is this one of your primary roles? Is sort of a? Did you have anything to do with designing it or puppeteering it? How did is that your 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 gig? Um, my gig, I've got, because in New Zealand, um, we kind of we're uh, like uh, fruit workers when it comes to film, as we've got seasonal work. Um, so, uh, usually we'll get one or two big films, especially in Wellington, um, which is, uh, you know, uh, where I'm based and where Weta Workshop's based is we'll get one or two big films a year. Uh, and during that time is, you know, everyone's, you know, hands to the metal and they're trying to, you know, do as much shooting as they can on set or doing things like that. But for the rest of the year, um, it's quite quiet here. And so I started working in the film industry, um, in New Zealand, uh, in 99 on Lord of the Rings doing creature effects and, um, makeup and, such, which me and my brother uh, did in Australia when we were growing up, which is kind of our, you know, our passion was creatures and prosthetic effects. Right. Um, but I have a, I have a background in dance, gymnastics, and um, and performance uh, and and acting. So I, I would, you know, I came over to work on rings, and then you know, um, through through being here, got involved with different projects um, in a performance capacity. Uh, and then just worked my way through doing acting, met stunt players, and also Richard Taylor's really good at um, who the, who's the you know the head bo- boss here at Weta Workshop. He um he's always pushing me forward um initially uh for for some creature stuff and puppeteering things I did on rings, uh which then just led me on to do more and more and and so yeah now now in the last sort of you know five to six years it's been doing uh making stuff uh in in the time when i'm not performing and then performing when i'm not making stuff so it's, it actually works out really really cool we we had uh jules cook on earlier the uh, production designer and he was talking about the challenges uh, of creating you know middle america in the middle of a blizzard you know in the middle of summer um in uh, in new zealand was was, was there what were the challenges with being krampus in that environment and did you get involved with any of the design from the environment or the sets or anything like that well, um, no, I mean, I, and, and I, I very rarely, um, get involved with much design work. Um, my, and which, which is sometimes good because I, I, I got involved with design on another project that's just happened. And, um, we're always on the, the tail end. So we're in the manufacturer side, we're looking at design 
and then we're going through to how are we actually going to make this design a realization. Uh, and a lot of the times um, with stuff like creatures is it's the physicalities of actually how do you fit a human inside there or what parts of a human can you fit inside the design. And so ours is, ours is always the problem solving on the other end. Um, and I've actually found recently uh, I did a show um, which was um, Power Rangers uh, and I was involved um, at a certain point um, from the designs being sort of realized but a little bit of leeway. And I really struggled um, to try and uh, do both things, try to get the artistic merits going with the, with the actual um, physicality and, and manufacture merits. And it's sometimes easier that constriction um, breeds creativity, as we've always said. So if you're constricted by design, you often find you get creative um, challenges and how to fix it. And the head for Krampus was one of those things. It was a really difficult thing to figure out is, well, what is this head? Is it a prosthetic? Is it a, is it a snake neck? Um, how would it all work? I mean, it was it was a really kind of a big challenge. We tried different things, um, but the thing that worked out in the end was um, a massive harness uh, with a big sprung steel uh, wire above my head that I would snake around with one of my free hands. Um, and so, yeah, th- those types of things, although I'm not involved in design, we're designing the inner, inner workings or the, the, I guess, the magic and the smoke and mirrors behind it, which is a really good challenge. That's awesome. And Power Rangers, I have to say, I grew up as a huge fan. My son is now a giant fan, so I'm excited. That'll be when I start a Power Rangers podcast. That's when you'll be on next for that one because I'm very curious uh, about that. I knew they shot all that over there, which is which is awesome. Uh, looking at your IMDb page, you know, again, Lord of the Rings, you know, Zelda, King Kong, the Narnia films, The Hobbit, all of these movies that have you know that that are really legendary now. And then when something comes to you like Krampus. Uh, that is so out there and so different. What was your reaction to this? And you know, knowing that you've worked on such big, giant, legendary films now, to then, like you said, adorn this suit and be a Christmas devil. Uh, what, what what did that mean to you when you just first heard the concept and the script? Oh, we first heard the concept and the script, and we, you know, we're talking about big budget films like Great Wall that with Matt Damon that's coming out that we're working on. And then we've got, you know, things like Power Rangers and, and The Hobbit and all these these massive films that are going on. And we're like, yeah, this is cool, this is cool. And it's it's really cool you get these little challenges within, you know, sort of certain aspects of how we're going to fix this and how we're going to um, make these, you know, costumes work or how we're going to get this amount of product out the door. And then you hear a film like Krampus, it kind of starts in whispers. It's like, oh, there's this sort of Christmas horror thing, kind of like Gremlins meets, you know, uh, I don't know, Freddy Krueger or something. And you kind of, everyone's like, the, everyone talks about it and you just go, oh, that sounds so cool. Oh my God, that sounds so cool. Because um, you, it kind of, it harks back to what got us all into it. Like uh, films like Gremlins, um, um, you know, Predator, uh, you know, and, and those, those, those throwback 80s horrors like Freddy Krueger and, and, you know, Fright Night and things like that, that, that was what we grew up on. And that's what us and the, the makeup effects and creature effects, um, you know, uh, generation of, of my age, I'm 35 now, so I'm growing up in the, you know, early and mid-90s. Right. That's what, that was our, you know, our, um, cool. our inspiration. And then to, be, to, 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 to do a job like that and be asked to do a job, but also what was so cool about it was the fact that it wasn't like there's digital aspects within Krampus, but so much of it was physical, which was just a, a dream come true. Because you know we did stuff like Lord of the Rings, and, and a lot of that has had physical stuff in it, physical effects and things. But now it's so digital, hev- digitally heavy, right. to be able to 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 do this stuff physically. And when they said Krampus was going to be a physical costume, my first thought was, "Wow, that's going to be a hard suit to wear." <laughs> how do I get it? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then I was asked to audition for it, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll 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 you know I'll give that a go, and then yeah, I I got the role, and it was yeah, it was just it was a really um kind of a, a it sort of sounds a bit cheesy, but it was a, a dream come true to be able to to make this stuff, but also jump in the costume and and be the you know the Darth Vader or be the Sauron. It was um yeah, it was awesome, so cool, so cool. I mean, just going back to that, the physical effects side of it. I mean, you know, we're we're well, I think all three of us here, we're all massive fans. We all grew up at that same kind of time where we had all physical effects in films. Um, did Weta and yourself get heavily involved with the creation of all the other creatures that come into the realm with Krampus? And, and were there any challenges with any of those? Yeah, um, Weta was um, uh, basically the the go to um, creature. Um, uh, you know. We ran the creatures for the for the whole of, of Krampus, and then our crew went on set and puppeteered them uh, and look after them, which is you know the, the the always the great great job is to see these things as designs to start figuring out how you're going to make a teddy bear you know this malicious malevolent little devil, and it's right. like he's a fluffy teddy bear, um, and then be able to go on set and and you know figure out those challenges, go on set and then actually perform them. Uh, and and see the reactions and the crew and and work with the cast. It it is this 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 wonderful kind of collaborative um, uh, journey. Um, and and it I think the crew just were inspired, you know, to 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 go back to those throwbacks and and be able to be thrust in there like we used to on rings because we get very much as I said a um, a service provider where we'll make a bunch of costumes or a bunch of props, send them overseas, look at the film and go, oh that looks cool. But there's such a journey you get on set and such a sort of a realisation of who these characters are, especially with creatures, which was really vindicating, I think, to the crew. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was also, uh, I think, um, 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 Mike, the director, was, was really, really good at um, uh, allowing us to own these creatures. And, in fact, um, the room I'm, I'm sitting in while I'm talking to you, uh, we set up as a pseudo-attic um, for um for for the you know the Krampus set and we would create these creatures uh, with the puppets and all the rigging and stuff and then we would shoot sort of pseudo storyboards uh, or test shoots of the puppets within their scenarios to make sure that the puppets could do what they needed to do and kind of give them a previs of you know obviously when they're dealing with physical things there's wires and rods and hands up pup, um, teddy bears bums that need to be um <laughs> kind of framed around. Uh, and so it was, it was, you know, that was really cool that we got that ownership and then, you know, we're able to, to go on set and pull it off. So, yeah, it was very heavily involved. Um, and I think, I think Richard and Rob, who's a workshop supervisor, that, that's what inspires them. And they always get very collaborative with the directors. Um, and I think the directors kind of feel a sort of sense of relief that they go, oh, sweet, wet has got this. I just need to tell them what I want it to look like. So, yeah, that was really cool. That is great. Looking at the film, and this is going to be maybe a little too philo- philosophical film question for, for the Krampus, but I do have a question because a lot of our audience, the reason they're really interested in this film right now, the reason it's kind of had a rebirth over the last just couple months and really last couple of weeks with, with this fan community is the fact that it is becoming a house. So a lot of these people that are going to be tourists to Orlando this year are going to experience Krampus firsthand, and a lot of them may be experiencing it even before they see the movie. Uh, did they give you, because I know, because it's kind of vague and interesting, but I'm curious from a directorial point of view, was there any sort of emotion given to Krampus that they gave you other than just go out there, look like you're wearing a, a, a dead <laughs> Santa Claus face? Uh, you know, was there any more, you know, almost back details or, or emotion that the director would give you for, for controlling this character? Because it is this, uh, you know, he's wiping away a tear and then he's murdering someone. <laughs> you know, it's very yeah. back and forth. 
It's it's. I think um, it was funny when I did the audition. I got sent uh, to, to you know to prepare for it. I got sent um, a sort of section of the script that we'd be going through. What was really interesting is they sent me pages and pages of um, the Krampus mythology and the Krampus um, myths and all the artwork. And I just kind of because I'd, I'd I'd sort of play the only um, sort of involvement I had with Krampus or the idea of the the kind of the mythology was um, in a game called Carnival um, back in the 90s right. where you um, shot a whole bunch of clown zombies in oh, a carnival. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the very end of it, you um, you battle this kind of half deer, half Christmas tree thing on ice skates. Um, and I always remember thinking, you know, last battle, Krampus. And you're like, what the heck is Krampus? Um <laughs> So then to sort of look into it and see this mythology and to see the the, the kind of the German um, things that they do where they, you know, they they go down the streets and they wear these costumes. And, and I talked to some friends who are German and they said, oh, yeah, we used to have a Krampus who would actually drag out the naughty kid into the street in, in front of everyone, wow. in front of the, you know, the family or stand there behind the kids while the presents are being given out holding a chain. Um, and so like – Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very scary. But, but what was um, – what was interesting is I think the you know the director really wanted to have that kind of sense, and whether it, it comes through or not in the film, I think it it, it always helps um, to to have a concept of who it is you're playing and what it is they're doing, um, and I think Krampus really is 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 he's he's evil and he he's punishing, but he really gets he gets off on 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 you know playing with people. And um and you know are really really messing with them and I think that's what the the those scenes with um with uh, MJ um who, who's the the play the boy who played you know the, the actor who played the boy right. those scenes with the tear and 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 you know it was always that question of well you know is he really is he going to play to Krampus's heartstrings are you gonna is he gonna go oh he really does <laughs> he really he really you know that poor boy and and the answer is not nah, not nah, throw him in the pit right um and and i think i think you know mike really wanted that to be that there's that sense of he 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 really is just just evil and this he he just he's punishing people for for not um being you know a good a good child or a, or a good family which is really funny because he he seems evil and obviously he is evil through what he's doing but is he really? Is his message that bad? Going back on what Logan was saying, that they're going to be recreating this uh, environment again in Orlando and in Hollywood as well this year. Um, has Weta been dealing or, or doing any work on this or, or helping Universal out at all? No, actually, this is um, this is the first I've heard about it on this interview, which is um, which is which is really cool. Um, and I think um, the costumes all got sent over. Um, to 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 the states after we've finished, so I hope they get to make it into the um into the actual ex, uh, you know the haunted houses because that would be pretty cool to actually have some of the real props in there. Um, they have but, they have done that before on films, so that will be interesting. Yeah, and also to see how other people in sort of interpret our costumes and how they they make them because I've seen some cosplay of Krampus, which is pretty amazing. Um, so that would always be pretty cool. I was going to say, are you going to fly over now? Come and see the uh, come see the event. Well, I'm, I might be – when is it opening? Uh, end of September through to uh, Halloween. Oh, okay. Well, I might be over in um, potentially over stateside uh, in September sometime, so I'll, I'll have to make the journey, I think. Yeah, absolutely. you got to let us know and let them know. We'll, we'll let the, the top brass know you're coming and we'll uh, oh. we'll hook it up hopefully because, I mean, how could, they, how could they so know to the actual Krampus coming to, to yeah, see well, himself? 
That'd be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure everyone will look at it and go, that guy's like five foot eight. How can he be Krampus? <laughs> that is going to be the big struggle. We were talking about that. How are they actually going to recreate this? It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, uh, just to wrap it up, any moments then in this haunted house that you hope people get to experience? If you were designing it and you know the movie you know, backwards and forwards, what do you? What, a couple scenes you hope, hope to see? I, I really hope they, they have the clown in there. Got and it. I really hope clown just puts the willies up, people, because it is <laughs> such a sadistic little guy. Um, I, I really, really hope they have that. And also just to see the Krampus on top of the rooftop somewhere just swaying and watching you as you walk. That, I still think, is the coolest, one of the coolest images from the film. So I, I can only hope. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Luke. Really appreciate it. Is there any way or anything you would like to plug or anywhere for people that can follow you or support what you're doing? Because you know, our community loves to support the people that, it, that come on here and be and kind of befriend us and, and help us out with, by creating this great content and creating great things like Krampus. Well, I mean, they should. People should go on the Where to Workshop Facebook page because there's always links to um, our crew and the projects we're working on, and there's great, uh, you know, um, questions and answers about, you know, physical effects and 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 design and things like that. So, Where to Workshop um, Facebook page is a great hub if you guys want to see any of the project we're involved in, including Krampus. Um, and I'm sure somewhere through there, um, our team can get me on online if you guys wanted to, to to chat to me some more about the um the awesome little christmas horror that could all right fantastic thank you so much we'll link that if you click your screen right now you should be able to go directly to their page thank you so much luke we appreciate it no worries thanks guys all right thanks to luke and everyone who joined us here for this kind of krampus special with a little bit of uh of, of original house oh, thrown in and <laughs> It's so festive around here in this episode, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's like Christmas. I'm sure I will. Uh, it's just like when they shot the film. Um, you know, but I always like the, the Christmas houses and the holiday-themed uh, houses. I think there was – was it fairly recently where it was that you went through like each holiday? There was like Thanksgiving and a Christmas and a Valentine's Day. Oh, the house that, HR Blood and Guts house. Yes. Yes. I loved that house. I love, I love the sort of comedic houses, so I'm glad we're seeing one because everything else up until now has been – pretty brutal like it hasn't been this like uh list of fun fun houses that i can't wait to walk through and laugh it's been the exorcist and texas chainsaw and yeah you know it, 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 and and the unnamed show that's coming and uh you know all of these things that are that have a genuine genuine fright to them that i'm glad that we're seeing and, and probably even the original uh house the the egyptian house the cobweb house i'll just keep calling it cobweb it's easier uh the cobweb house will have a sense of cool but i have a feeling it's going to be pretty frightening um, so to have one confirmed as sort of a comedic house uh that always does something for me i like those definitely and as mike aiello is our biggest fan now and i'm sure he's listening can i just reach out and say to mike directly mike i will be disappointed if you don't sell snow globes this year oh that's true we need snow sn- globes i want a snow globe but inside the snow globe is a little version of the of the of like of the halloween horror nights version of the house like you see the line of people like a collectible (laughs) that's we're all stuck in again spoilers we're all stuck in i don't even know how to explain it krampus's world you you could have a a 3d printed chris and logan just standing in the queue oh that'd be great just waiting you know us bypassing everyone on the rip tour just like sorry guys all right chris well that's gonna do it i think for scare zone this week uh obviously scott is gone but you can obviously visit his link Chris, the book is out now. I, just, I want to see you do that in one of the houses. Like all of a sudden we walk through and there's just Chris's book on the bookshelf. Oh, in the wouldn't that be good? <laughs> yeah, Mike, if you're listening, come on, just do it. Just yeah, come on, Mike. Like, come, on. Re- come on, really? 
you know, it's just a, you know, it's just a, a product about Halloween Horror Nights. You can throw it in there. Come on now. It doesn't ruin the theme. You can throw a Scare Zone logo somewhere too. I don't mind that. You throw, throw it up on a, on a you know, well, Krampus could be listening to the podcast. Exactly. Unlike the BBC who you put a TARDIS in, they might sue. We won't sue. We promise no. you that now. No, we'll, sell, we'll, we'll buy more tickets. I'll go every night and be like, look, <laughs> Chris's book. And, and look, there's a the Krampus wearing one of our T-shirts, which we don't have. They made their own ScareZone T-shirts for the Krampus wear. <laughs> Guys, so before we go too far off, thank you so much. Go to ScareZone.com. Chris's book's available. You can get it there or get it on Amazon. They'll link you straight to Amazon. So you can use our link if you're, just, if you're lazy and you just want to go to ScareZone.com. It's an easy way to do it there. You can also listen to my other podcasts on the Laughagram Studios Podcast Network. There's lots of different options. You can listen to my other show about Disney. You can listen to another show about Disney by one of the other hosts. You can listen to a show about whiskey. Um, there's a lot of options on the Laughagram Podcast Network, and we are growing, and we appreciate so much everyone who has supported this show. And we're having fun. The countdown is on, Chris. It is, yeah. I mean, any day now, we're going to get another announcement and then a full reveal. And then before you know it, the event will be here. We're recording this on, on Monday, the 8th. So we're talking about a month and like 10 days away. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. It's going it's to be a blast, guys. We, we look forward to hopefully seeing some of you guys out there. Follow our adventures on ScareZone at Facebook.com slash ScareZone on SZ Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. And those are both good. The Instagram is going to be beefed up as we get closer to this year. And we look forward to seeing you guys all there. And as always, keep your eyes closed and your ears open. This has been a production of Laugh All Brown Studios. Copyright 2016.